The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Storms quickly firing up east of Austin. We'll track where they're going next and our main concerns this evening. The Longhorns hitting the field for their spring game. Fans and tailgaters may notice a big change when they hit the town. What fans can expect in terms of changes? Before we get into that, though, we have Nick Bannon here. You are tracking these thunderstorms yeah. that have moved out to the east part of central Texas. Yeah, and they're blossoming in a hurry. I think they avoid Austin and the Hill Country, but our eastern counties are the ones at most at risk. Let me go ahead and show you what we're looking at here. And the severe thunderstorm watch issued here by the Storm Prediction Center and the National Weather Service only for Fayette County here until midnight tonight. That being said, we're already seeing storms developing in Bastrop County, as you can see just to the east of the city of Bastrop. This quickly developing storm that you can probably tell off in the distance with the towering cumulus clouds just east of 21. This will be drifting off to the south and east and will eventually uh, be heading toward Fayette County too. Our main concerns for damaging hail, but also a low end wind threat. Not really expecting a tornado concern or flash flooding threat with these relatively quick moving storms. The weather affecting everybody today was the heat. It was another 90 degree plus day. Most of us have fallen into the middle and upper 80s now and it's going to stay very warm. Storm chances only only at 10% here at 7 and 9 for our eastern counties. The rest of us stay dry as temperatures drop from the 80s to the 70s as we've got a cold front moving in here this evening. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll keep going back to the radar to see if any of these storms turn severe. We'll also show you the changes for your Sunday ahead of several rain chances. Okay, thank you, Nick. Now to yet another body pulled from Austin's Lady Bird Lake, this time near Longhorn Dam. The Austin Fire Department saying its crews tried to rescue that person from the water earlier this afternoon. Investigators aren't saying whether this person is a man or a woman. They were pronounced dead around 1.30 this afternoon. Police tell us they are still determining whether the death is suspicious or not. We're listening to Austin police right now talk on this. We're going to listen in. Our initial information doesn't show anything suspicious, but we don't make that final determination until the medical examiner has been able to conduct their review as well. A lot of bodies been pulled out of the water, officer. Can you understand the public's concern, worries, and sure. the heightened of alert? Sure, absolutely. You know, one thing to keep in mind is that Austin has thousands of acres of green space and waterways. You know, it's a very nature-focused, large metropolitan area. Um, so, you know, we would just encourage people to always be aware of your surroundings, you know, and if you can, go with friends, keep yourself safe, right? So that way we don't have unfortunate incidents that, that can occur. Austin Definitely police repeating that they do not believe this is a suspicious death at this point, but again, asking people for any information on this. As we go in depth on what's happened here, this is a different area than where there's been several high profile deaths on the lake. Longhorn Dam is about two miles east of Rainy Street. The city says there have been five different drownings near Rainy Street since 2014, two this year and three between 2014 and 2018. The medical examiner says foul play not suspected in any of those cases, nor the case that happened today. Many styles of country music are uniting this weekend. In Georgetown, it's for a new music festival. The Two Step In is a first of its kind event, classic and new age country music coming together. It's a giant outdoor honky tonk with more than 40 bands, Artists including Winota Judd, Zach Bryan, Tyler Childers, and Midland all performing. 
That festival runs from now until tomorrow night at San Gabriel Park. Longhorn football is back. The spring game returning today. It also means the return of football fans and tailgating. As KXN's Jayla Washington explains, there is a big change, though, to where you're going to be able to party. Hey, well, welcome to Bebo Boulevard. Okay, so obviously so much to do, so much to see, but if you're looking at tailgate before you get here, things are going to look different now. UT fans would argue no one does game day quite like Texas. Who's the craziest tailgater out of you two? I'm just curious. It's him. It's him. He is a tailgater. I'm, I'm the tag along. <laughs> but now this area where some tailgaters were used to pre-gaming is going to be off limits for that because of Capitol Mall projects. When the Sandana family heard this news. Oh. <laughs> a little... Did you see my expression there? <laughs> yeah, they weren't thrilled about it. But the father-son duo is open to new development, making Austin better. Upgrades are good. Sometimes we don't agree with them because we're used to what we had, right? The first phase of the Capitol Mall project is done, and the mall between 16th Street and Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard is now open. It's uh, immensely uh, satisfying to see uh, plans that were in the offing for decades uh, coming to fruition. The space that used to be a street area now has grass and walkways. We already see hundreds of people every day uh, coming out and enjoying this new green space, you know, from school children on field trips to state employees to visitors from uh, all over the state and the world. The masterminds behind the project say it'll make getting from UT's campus in the capital easier and more enjoyable. Maybe a new tradition for Texas fans on game day. We'll adapt to it. Yeah. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. We'll have more on the actual spring game a little bit later in sports. Capitol Mall will become a civic space for a number of events. However, the State Preservation Board is waiting to schedule events until the landscaping has matured and some additional construction is completed. 911 call takers making a difference and really can be the difference between life and death. We meet one woman who's behind those life-saving phone calls, as well as an unexpected hero springing into action. When you call 911, you want the best person possible answering the call. This week, the community is honoring those employees during National Telecommunicator Week. And tonight, KXAN's Brianna Hollis introduces us to a woman who's the calming voice during these emergencies on the University of Texas campus and an unexpected member of the UT Police Department dispatch team. What's your favorite trick that he does? I like it when he bailes, when he dances. Um, so you hold the treat up above him and he will do a little circle. I give him treats and he just loves it. So it makes me smile and it just makes for a better day. Widget is one of the UTPD dispatcher's dogs. And he's become part of the family. Widget is a, a fantastic part of our team here at UTPD. Um, he's available for all the officers to, um, to come in and say hi to, especially if we're having a long, stressful day, lots of calls happening. The only thing he can't do is answer the phone. 
Ever since I was in the fifth grade, I knew I wanted to be in law enforcement. That's where people like Jessica Martinez come in. I've just always wanted to help the community. And I feel with this position, I get to speak with uh, our community and be the first first responder and help them. So it, it makes me happy. A team and a mascot. Oh, God, boy. Dedicated to serving the UT community. Just being uh, patient with a caller. Um, you just never know what they're going through in that moment. Um, but I do like being uh, the person or the voice that they hear um, and being able to help them through whatever it is that they're going through. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. We need to issue a correction on a story we aired in our late newscast last night. The Travis Central Appraisal District said yesterday appraisals have gone up by 13% in the last year. We had said higher. The office just started to send out notices of this year's values. One of the other big weather stories of the day today was the heat. In fact, we had record tying heat. The high today of 94 tied the record for the day set back in 1924. It also made it our sixth day in the 90s so far this year. Only 1967 has had more 90s by today's date. It's been a very warm year. We're also watching those storms. This is the view from the Circuit of the Americas as quick development of stormy weather continues in Bastrop County. We'll track those storms as they move southeast in first warning weather. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Most of us are just hot and dry, but if you look to the east-southeast, you're seeing some incredible cumulonimbus clouds developing. This is how it looks outside our KXAN studios here uh, in central Austin, looking to the southeast, and it's one by one. They're starting to line up here as a cold front works through central Texas, as well as a dry line, too. The cold front is positioned roughly just southeast of downtown, and ahead of it is where we're starting to see some uh, potentially future strong or severe storms. So in the metro right now, we're dry, hill country dry. It's Bastrop County where we're seeing the majority of the activity for now, but it's starting to spread into Lee County as well and soon into Fayette County. And you can see these strong storms that are popping up, almost moving into Smithville. Moving off to the southeast at about 15 miles per hour, not quick movers just yet, but you can see some of the areas that would expect the storms should they maintain their current speed and intensity flat there at 747, a little after 8 for Schulenburg, unless they speed up, which I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Some of our computer models picking up very well on the storminess now, including this one here that takes the storms into mostly Lee and Fayette counties by 7, and then out of here soon after 8. I think after about 9 o'clock is a good time to think that even in our eastern counties, you're generally going to be dry. The rest of us, of course, we expect you'll stay dry, just like you have all day long. The metro and I don't have to worry about the storms. Neither do you in the Hill Country. Generally, it's localized concern for our eastern counties with large hail and damaging winds being the primary concern. As this cold front moves through the area, the air dries out, and we're going to wake up to a lot of sunshine to begin your Sunday morning. And then it stays sunny all day long, and the humidity stays low, too. It'll be almost the perfect day if... Uh, 
that's to be said. I know we need the rain though. 89 is where we are in Austin. It's a dry heat. Now that the dry lines moved through and really lowered the humidity, dew points down to 44 is considered pretty dry. So very humid air to the southeast of us. Dew points of 70 is rather tropical. This air is going to keep drying out here as we head into this evening and the temperatures will keep dropping as well. Slowly at first, 80s and 70s here at 8 o'clock tonight and then it's mostly 70s at 11 and then overnight the 60s pour in and then we start off tomorrow morning in the cooler 50s, even some isolated 40s in the mix. It will real feel, really feel like a different season here tomorrow. 60s at 9. By the middle of the day, it's mid-70s, and then it's upper 70s for highs here tomorrow afternoon. So we'll go with a low of 55 tonight. Early storms to our eastern counties. Otherwise, you're clear, cooling, and breezy tonight. And of course, we've got the capital 10K tomorrow. Gorgeous weather in the morning. A little cool at first, but warming nicely in the humidity. Staying low here tomorrow. The rest of the day tomorrow, sunshine. 77, very comfortable. Humidity stays low for a little bit, but it does start to work back in later on Monday and especially Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No surprises that on those days, we've got daily chances for wet weather beginning Tuesday, Wednesday. There's your Thursday, possibly into early Friday, but we think but mostly by Friday the rain's going to be gone. Early estimate on rainfall, a quarter of an inch to an inch and a quarter for the metro and our eastern counties, a little bit less in the hill country. Look at our first morning weather seven-day forecast. You see the beautiful day tomorrow and Monday for that matter, ahead of several days in a row of wet weather. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Today won't yield any complete answers to fans' questions about this year's Texas football team, but folks were able to get a little bit of what to expect from the Horns in 2023 in today's spring game at Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. We pick it up here in the first quarter coming up. Of course, crowd braving the heat out there to check out the Horns, the orange and white game, they call it. Quinn Ewers here. On, in the first quarter, fighting Xavier Worthy. Fans want to see a lot of that this coming fall. Worthy down inside the five right there, and that would set up C.J. Baxter. Couple of good defensive stands, but Baxter able to finally push it through for the one-yard touchdown run. Still in the first, Arch Manning, one of the guys everybody wanted to see. He came in to take over on the second drive for the Orange Squad, and he completes his first pass to Milton right there for eight yards. He would complete five on the day. In the second quarter, how about the running game? Jaden Blue, beautiful run right here. Whoop! Goes into the end zone from 31 yards out, 14 to three. Blue doing his best Bijan Robinson impression on that one. Then late in the second quarter, Ewers finding A.D. Mitchell, a transfer who snags it with one hand. 21 to three, White with the lead. Malik Murphy, he had a really good day as well. He throws this bomb from 79 yards out to Jontae Cook to put the orange on the scoreboard with the first touchdown of the day for them, but the white team would win it 21 to 10, according to the head man, Steve Sarkeesian. It was a good day and a great way to cap a solid spring. All in all, for me, it was a positive day from a spring game perspective. Uh, it was a positive spring. Now we've got to get our full allotment of our team back when we come back and get going in June. That means certain players have to get healthy. Other players need to finish up school and get here. And then the rest of the guys got to come in with the right frame of mind. Because when we come back after Memorial Day uh, and this room is full with our entire roster, that's when it's time to go. That's when our, that our culture's got to start to really be built. And uh, we start putting in those work, putting in that work in the, in the summer heat, getting ourselves ready for fall. 
Some final numbers here. Ewers completed 16 of 23 passes for 195 yards and a touchdown. Malik Murphy, 9 of 13 passes for 165 yards and a touchdown. John Tay Cook led him in receiving yards with three catches, 87 yards. Xavier Worthy caught four for 83. A.D. Mitchell has six catches for 58 yards. Running backs Jaden Blue led with 52 yards rushing. 70, Savion Red at 45 yards. Well, that's it for football until Austin. MLSC, or MLS, Austin FC returns to action tonight. Do battle with Julian Gressel and the Vancouver Whitecaps. One final preview of that match when sports continues after this. Keep it here. Austin FC fiending for a win tonight as they return to Q2 Stadium, hoping that will give them a lift against a team directly ahead of them in the standings. The Vancouver Whitecaps, Austin FC has defeated Vancouver just once in the four meetings in which the two teams have met. This fifth meeting has won the Verde and Blackfield. They have to have as they have not won an MLS match in a month. This one has the makings of a good battle. Also, as Vancouver can be explosive on offense. They're a good team. They've um, they've made some changes from last year. I think uh, very fluid offensive structure. They keep the ball extremely well. Big rotations with their midfield. Um, a team that is very vertical. We've already identified some things. Talked to our guys. We we feel pretty good about in this game. But you got to go out and make the plays. Kick off a little after 7:30. UT softball defeated Kansas 10-0. UT women's tennis defeated Baylor to win the Big 12 regular season championship. It's the 12th title in program history. The men's tennis team will face TCU coming up at 7 o'clock. And also really quickly, Dripping Springs, they squeaked into the playoffs. Now they're one win away from winning it all. They are taking on KD7 Lakes. The title game tonight at 6:30. They beat Allen last night in penalty kicks. So Dripping Springs. Wild ride there, but they can win it all in a little bit. All right, and Nick, I know you're tracking some thunderstorms as well. Yeah, and we'll keep you updated on that online. Take care, everyone.